But let me say this to you. This month, 1984, Jesus appeared to me. And put a freeze <laughs> on the ambition. The obedience of that is what has given birth to where you are part of the family today. I won't talk more than that. But I will tell you this for today. That those of you who have been with me will know. You can understand what informs the way I teach. I do not believe in failure. And I do not believe in waste. I am convinced by every form of human knowledge and understanding. And every form of spiritual understanding and insight. God never created the waste. Even your physics that you pass out is food for bacteria. God never created the waste. And I believe very much that every human being is created by God. And I believe that God loves every human being. I also know that human beings have fallen and lost the glory. And I know very well that the devil is in this world. For the devil, many of you may have the knowledge of devil as just a myth. We served the devil before we knew God. In my family, it is Satan we served before Jesus saved my father. So when I talk about demons, I'm not talking about fiction. I'm talking about real life like you are tangible. They are too. If they are not, how could they operate through man to do a lot of evil? But then knowing Christ as well, and going deep into God, I know about angels. I know about Jesus. I know about the Father. And I've been to heaven more than 14 times. Now, therefore, I'm saying this to you because if we are going to be, I mean, if this month is going to be the month of praise, and if you are going to praise God, you need to know why should you praise Him. Why should you praise God? This church was bought by divine revelation. God himself sent his son to this world to die so that every human being can be restored back to God. The reason why God raised the FT church is to help every human being to find his identity in God. And we have achieved it. I'm going to introduce someone to the full podium shortly. I looked at the record of the life of this church and I was proud in God. I boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. People believe that when you come to England, you become a miserable person. You follow gangs and be drinking and be, you know, misbehaving and messing up your life. But we have made a difference in this country. We have proved in this country that children can be born here, raised there, Godly here and successful here. And we have done that. I was saying to the workers yesterday, to the place where now the house of lords in England recognized it, that they called for me. I was supposed to be in a meeting this week with the head of the police, Scotland Yard of Britain. When I told them I would not come to that meeting, it was very, very, you know, it was not easily acceptable. 
But I couldn't go because of other commitments. But you understand why I'm saying that to you is that in this church, we have proved that the Bible is true to letter. I have told you my life story. Now I have the stories of lives of many young ones who have become story to others coming. Those who came here when you were young, by the power of the word of God, taught in this place. Boys have gone out of gangs. They have gone back to school. They have finished their degrees. They have finished their masters. They are now working incredible organizations. They are buying houses. Young ones in their 20s. They are qualified men and women. When I look at them, I'm very full. I am proud of God that the word of God is as it is written. They are happy people. Today we don't have issue of police and tomorrow in prison. Or somebody beating the, the, the wife or husband fighting and breaking the heads of everybody into pieces. It does not happen. Because in this place there is the spirit of the Lord. So why should we praise God? Praise God for me. Hallelujah somebody. You don't know how to praise God, how to praise God for you. Just because God didn't do anything in your life. He did me in your life. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> and so this morning, before we share the word of God together, there was one of, of our brethren too, very young man. There was a problem in their country in, in Sierra Leone. And he told me when we, they first came in as very young kids in this church, how when they were running away from war, they were hearing guns as young kids. It is the roaring of guns that expelled them from their country. And their father and their mother took them. They didn't know exactly what future lies. And when they ran away from their country during that war in Sierra Leone, they found themselves in the shores of Great Britain. And I will say thankfully to God, He brought them into Christ's faith tabernacle. I'm very proud of that family because today, though they came in as refugees, one of them is a medical doctor. The other one is a civil engineer. And the third one is a lawyer. Qualifying right now. But you see, one of the reasons why I'm talking about them is this. How can a refugee in a nation become a ruler? It only happens by obedience to the word of God. Now, these are people who left running for their lives. Hopeless. And I can see the devil laughing at them as they were escaping. And I can see Jesus rejoicing. For the steps of the righteous... And then maybe the devil was happy that well they are going to England, I have destroyed England. They will become drunkards. They will join gangs in, in, in uh, New Cross or in Peckham. But God was waiting for them in Christ's faith tabernacle New Cross. <laughs> and the Lord by his mercy by one way or the other I think their dad or their mom will tell the story. How they came into this family. With this 
three young kids. And the word of God preached on this pulpit was the first exposition they had in England. And it raised them. Today, they are successful men, not boys. And one of them has become, by the Spirit of the Lord, a service. Let's welcome together Brother Mada. Put your hands together for Brother Mada. Engineer Mada, I will say. <laughs> um, I really thank God for this opportunity. And I thank God for what he's done for me. And I thank God for being in CFT. Sometimes I, I think, why me? Or why did we find a place like this? Because you know when you go to different churches, the truth that you find is different. Their version of truth is changed. And Apostle said something which is, devil may have been happy that we'll join gangs or, you know, join gangs in Eucharist or Peckham. And the truth is, I have friends who are dead now, who are dead because they were stabbed. I went to school with them. I sat with them. I had one who was run over because they thought he was in a gang and he related with the gang members. He was in coma for years. He died the day he woke up. I have this... The things that have happened, if not for Jesus, when I'm across the road over there, sometimes they came to me and said, Mother, you want to be a bad boy? You want weed? Let's, let's shut some weed. And I said, no, I'm going to church on Wednesday. You can come with me if you want. Some of them came to this church. You know, it's, it's real. The truth of God is real and it preserves. And you can only look back when you're older that if not for God, where would I have been? You know, and the poem out there is called Trinity and it's something that came to me whilst I was in university and I find university to be a fascinating time to grow both educationally and spiritually if you seek God right he will show himself to you because you're alone you're in your room and I always tell anyone that's going to university seek God at that time the God you'd find you'd be amazed because you'd be able to give him all the rest of your time you know, and I really give God the glory. And I pray it's a blessing to you as it is to me. Because the concept of Trinity, I don't think, I think a lot of Christians do not fully grasp it or understand it. But it's a beautiful thing because one of the greatest fascinations of being a human being is being able to discover God and keep discovering Him till the day you die and meet Him. Apart from that, everything else is just mundane. It's wake up in the morning, go to work. You fend to provide for yourself, provide for family, achieve the things that you have ambitions to do. But the beauty of God is something that you're born without knowing anything. And you're aiming to know Him to the point that you can be like Him. And it, it, it's amazing. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth, designing their setup each part by part. By his power and majesty, he created man, male and female, as he divinely planned. Since creation, the revelation of God has been unto man in three forms the Father, the Son, and the Spirit form. It is as H2O in all its states, as liquid in its most common state, as ice in its most tangible state, and as vapor in its gaseous state. 
the liquid origin the father solid the sun and vapor the spirit each of which possesses a different quality the father the core of the godhead trinity whose face mortal man may not see till eternity clothed in light and majesty he is the unchangeable entity he is and embodies the mind of the creator almighty all glory forever to the father be from him comes all the good we see even all creation's beauty from the skies to the depths of the sea all glory forever to the father be the son the only begotten of the father he's since sacrifice since ages past he personifies god's love forever it is written in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god at the beginning without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of men therefore it was god who brought our transgressions restored all broken connections naked impaled with nail in the roman thieves fashion he became the second adam and taught us how to live but he ate he slept and surely did breathe fresh air like us ate bread like us was dressed like us fed men like us healed them like us but yet him we cursed barnabas for us kill jesus plus we beat him first nail him to the cross and stabbed without remorse but he still forgave us he personifies god's love forever him though being in very nature god did not consider equality with god something to be grasped he is god in the bodily form since sacrifice since ages past the holy spirit he manifests god's omnipresence a power flow beyond measure his omnipotence since creation he hovered over the waters always at work and never falters he is god living within his saints strength for the heart that seemingly faints he is our comforter he is our helper he is our forever friend sent to us by the son he is with us till the end god in his majesty and power decided to reveal himself unto man in three forms to Moses as the father to the 12 as the son and to his church the spirit form he is the father he is the savior and he is the comforter he did this so that he can be god in all things at all times for eternity he is the father 
the Savior, the Comforter, all one, the Godhead Trinity. Of you in this very season, the first thing I told you is that God wants to reason with you. God wants to reason with you. Write that down. God is looking for man to reason with. You know, God is so intelligent. And if man will reason with God, man will be amazed. There is no age in life that God cannot pick your life up and turn you around. There's no age. I have a friend of mine who God spoke about his birth. And he did not commence his job until the age of 80. Can you imagine somebody God said that he was going to be, he's sending him to the world, he's doing this, he's using him for mighty things, and he did not start the ministry until the age of 80. You will say that what is left for him in life, because of that, he lived 120 years. His name was Moses. And his 120 years, he did not bend, he did not grow tired or weary, he's strong, he was very strong. Like a young man. God wants to reason with you. Isaiah 1.18. He says, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins may be as, as dark as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they may be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. And because God wants to reason with you, you must give him your reasoning. Don't do anything without reasoning with God. I've said to you, a very easy thing to do is that when you want to act, ask yourself, would Jesus behave that way? If you know he will not, why do you behave that way? Why do you behave that way? Any way you behave that Jesus would not have behaved is to your peril, to regret. God wants to reason with you. Why would God want to reason with you? He has a better plan for you than the plan you have for yourself. <laughs> God has better plan for you than the plan you have for yourself. Let me tell you this. February 84, I went to Nigeria to go and seek scholarship from the British Council so that I come back to England and do a master's degree and a PhD in remote sensing and satellite geodesy. And when I go there in a, in a prayer, God said, Alfred, this is your last meal for three days. And he says, lock up yourself in a room for what I'm about to reveal to you. I expected, well, he would tell me how to get the scholarship, maybe the name of the person who would give me the approval and stuff. And I went to my room without food and water, and the third day Jesus walked into my room, and there he commissioned me for this work. Now let me ask you something. If you had given me scholarship, I would have become a scientist today. Maybe. Alright? And as a scientist, I can earn money for my family and myself and my children to eat and that's finished. But he shut the door of my ambition and he sent me for what he had created me. Within 1984 till today, where I have stood as a human being, if I was a scientist, I would not be standing there. God had taken me to offices, palaces of kings, authorities of nations, president of nations, including Great Britain, including the White House of America. They will receive me because God sent me. 
If I was a scientist, they would have many scientists like myself. That my name could not be mentioned among them. God has better plan for you. But let me say this to you. Therefore, did God corrupt my knowledge in science? No, He didn't. He increased it. Did God hinder me from going to my school again? No, He allowed me to go back to university and I've been going back again and again. But yet, because I obeyed His call, there are some telephones in my numbers in my telephone that are personal. Those numbers don't just go to the hands of anybody. I can call and they will answer. People that you cannot feel from to even see them. Who they are called the rulers of this world. Apart from that, because I, God has better plan. For me, I speak on earth today and heaven answer. The lame has walked, the blind has seen, dead have been raised and miracles, lives are turned around. Because God has better plan. God has better plan. If I reason with myself, I would never have been where I am today. It is good for man to drop his reasoning so that he can reason with God eternal. I'm not talking about the way to it, but I'm talking about God has better plan for you. That's why you have to reason with him. Because God has better plan for you, therefore all things will work for you. As I thought and I told you. Anybody that God loves, let Satan slap him. Let Satan wound him. Let Satan injure him. I tell you something, God will use all the injuries to beautify him. Satan can't do anything to you. And when I talk about that, you are witnesses. I have gone everywhere that the said devil was. Boasted and blasted them. They could do nothing. Useless them and mess them up. The people, the devil's people fear. I dared them. Went to their jungles to go and meet them. And they took on their heels. Nothing the devil can do against you. Because God has better plan. So all things will work to the glory of God. And number four, God has the last say about your life. Even if man says that you are going nowhere. It doesn't move God. If man says to you that your life is over, God is not moved. Because he has a final say. God has a final say. And because of all this, you must what? Seek him. You must seek him. For the rest of this month, I'll be talking about seeking God. Hallelujah. You must seek God. You heard what Brother Amanda read, isn't it? God is God. Someone say, show me the evidence. I am the evidence that there is God. (laughs) I am the evidence that there is God. You are lucky. Had it been that there is no God, and I came to this country as Oshuni Wale, Oshogbe Imekun, Omewushu, Omwadiyeba, Arurokwaro Rediye, have you heard what I've just said? You will have been in terrible problem. <laughs> if God is not God. If there is devil, then there is God. Eh? 
If there was no God, I would be a devil worshiper. You will not escape my hand. Even if you run, I run after you. Hallelujah. <laughs> because if there is no God, no one to deliver you. But thanks be to God. He delivered us from the hands of Lucifer. And we are living testimony that God is what he claims he is. Because we can confront the powers that be and destroy them just by spoken word. What people dread and that will destroy man, when he gets to us, he bows his head. Because God is what God says. So you must seek him. And I gave you Jeremiah 29 verse 12 and 12, 12 to 14. It says, then you call, you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When what? You seek me with what? All your heart. And he says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. You will find God this month. I say you will find God this month. Let me leave you for this hour. Because I'm going out to cathedral. I will meet in the evening in cathedral. God has interesting things in this month of power. I want every one of us to approach this month with great expectation. Don't worry about any decision you have made. If you have a hopeless situation, don't worry. Have an expectation that God will prevail. God will what? Prevail. God will prevail. <laughs> you are looking for power. This is the month of power. You are looking for revelation. This is the month of power. You are looking for manifestation. This is the month of power. Let me say something to you. I've been telling you for a time. You didn't believe what I said. One of you walked to me. You know this carpet is not good. You didn't say amen to that. <laughs> or you like this carpet. <laughs> this carpet has been here for how many years? How many years? Those of you who are here, those of